everyone. I'm Ash France, a somatic practitioner who works with queer women who are coming out later in life. And I'm Donna Noble. I'm an LGBTQ plus relationship expert trained in a psychobiological approach to couples therapy by Dr. Stan Tacken. We're a queer couple who fell in love after our worlds collided when we discovered that our now ex-wives were actually engaged in an affair together states apart. And we're here on a mission to normalize, educate, and bring clarity around the complexities that can come along with queer relationships. So grab your cup of coffee, pour your favorite cup of tea or glass of fine whiskey, and join us as we come together for Queer Couples Conversations. guys ash and i are here and just wanted to hop on real quick and just say before we play this episode uh we you know we went back and forth on whether to share it because uh this was actually our very first episode that we recorded our very first interview that is and we were technically struggling to get the sound (laughs) right and it is not the best quality but it was too good to not share Mm -hmm. and so we just wanted to let you know that that um, stick with it because this is a conversation that you want to hear. Yeah, that's so funny. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so before we jump in, we just want to introduce you. Um, Ash, is, do you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of who absolutely. you are, what you do. I'm going to go, go into yeah, that. Okay. okay. So Molly Davis is a boundaries expert as well as a psychotherapist, educator, and social media cartoonist. I love the cartoons. By the way. <laughs> Molly works with compassionate hearted women from all over the world in her eight week online boundaries intensive, helping them find their boundaries, own their space and step into their power. Hmm. And we'll go ahead and put all the links, all the ways in which everyone can find you and oh, access that eight week program, which sounds incredible. Yeah, uh, We'll put all of that in the show notes that, so that everyone has access. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. Um, Molly, just to give you a little context of our story and why we're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. I am, um, trained in PACT theory by Dr. Stan Tacken. I don't know if you're hey. heard of that. Mm-mm. Um, it's a psychobiological approach to couples therapy. Ooh, um, so it, cool. um, <laughs> and, um, I work sp- solely with, um, queer couples. And then um, Ash is a somatic practitioner. Um, Nice. What a great combo. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. They actually marry up pretty well together, the Mm -hmm. somatic work and and what she's doing. So yeah. Uh, we started combining a little bit over the last few months. Yeah. But yeah, I work with women one-on-one. Yeah. Um, Cool. Yeah. Late in life lesbians um, as they're exploring their identity, their sexuality, and helping them move towards secure relationships. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. um our our first few episodes was just sharing our story and how we even came to be. We're um, engaged now, had getting married this year. Oh, um, that's so cool. Um, but our worlds kind of collided because um our ex-wives at the time we were married had an affair with each other. Um, oh wow yeah yeah Yeah. um 
it, and I, I'm imagining when all was being discovered, the, the thought in your minds was not, oh, yay, I get to meet you. How cool. That's probably not <laughs> what's going on for you. They were the, she was the enemy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, oh. um, yeah. I mean, there, we, we didn't know about it until we were all separated, living in different states. Mm. And then Ash had reached out and said, hey, I think we should meet. And we should and talk, we should talk yeah. which I was not aware. Uh, they ended up telling us both on the same day um, in October, we want a divorce, but not because of an affair, but because, um, you know, it, we're not compatible. So we didn't find out till months later mm-hmm. about the truth behind it. Mm-hmm. So boundaries, 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 and also definitely could have been a better boundary at that time in life. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I thought this was a beautiful way to start, you know, with interviewing people that specialize, mm-hmm. especially in this piece. Um, our, our hearts are in helping queer couples have remarkable relationships. Mm, I love that. Um, and so even though ours started with kind of a trauma piece, it's a love story in mm-hmm. itself. I love that. So yeah, we want to resource and equip other couples and we want to start with this conversation. Well, and being in relationships hard enough already because of, I mean, there's like 8 million different things kind of coming against healthy connections. And then you add being anywhere, LGBTQ, anything, you've got all of the social pressures there, whatever. And I mean, not everybody really experiences them, but come on, most of us do. Right. Yeah. And it just adds a whole nother layer of pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The work that we do could serve any couple. Um, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We just feel really called to this community. I love that. Yeah. 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 I think I started Instagram just this last year. And so um, I barely even have time to respond to comments right now. So I don't actually see much in the feed. I'm just dog paddling. But I, uh, I saw yours. Whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yay, go you. Well, I can't remember what it was, but I remember going to that. This is needed. It's a thing. Yeah. 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 Well, Absolutely. you're doing great, but like. 35,000 oh, followers or something. That's fantastic that you're getting <sighs> out. People are loving yeah. what you're doing. Great. Yeah. Who no. knew it's actually a thing. Right? <laughs> it's not just a few of us. It just kind of neat too. Yeah. You know, I think it's a new conversation in some ways on, on what oh, it yeah. even, I know we throw out the word a lot, you know, Boundary. but I think it, I want to really um, get clear on this specifically within relationships. Um, and I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but could you define for us a boundary, what you're referring to? Yes, which is actually a good question because I do, some of my own boundary work came because of my dissatisfaction with what I was being told boundaries were. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is no shade on that, by the way, there's lots of great ways to see boundaries and they're all helpful and they're all helpful to us in different spots and seasons. But for me, to understand what the boundary was intellectually as in this outside thing that's being set. Mm. Great. But what about the next time? And then, I mean, what, you know, like, it's like, you're always trying to find like, like solve for X, like it's every boundaries are like one big algebraic problem. And you're always trying to solve for X and there's a new formula every single time. And also the numbers just change. And if you wait five minutes, then, then X is in a different spot now. And I just found it so confusing. And so I began hunting, searching hungrily 
for a different way of understanding what boundaries were because it just wasn't working for me. So for me now on the other side of this, boundaries are the edges of where I start and stop, of where you start and stop. Boundaries are the, the container in which the being lives, like the edges of a tree or the, the line between the, the beach and the ocean. It's like, on the one hand, yes, we're all one, we're all connected. But then on this other hand, we are embodied. Mm-hmm. We, do, we are contained in this form. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what boundaries are on the deepest, most fundamental level. And going, seeing boundaries from that place was like, I don't know, like I wanna, you know, head emoji with head exploding. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, it's like, yeah. what even is this? Mm-hmm. And it completely revolutionized everything from there on out. And, and then I, from there, you know, I set some boundaries. Some yeah. people set some boundaries too. The, 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 the boundaries we actually set with our words are just simply expressions of a truth that we found in a much deeper place. That was, that was wow. a game changer. How did you come upon this? Like, how did you discover it? Uh, I always say laughingly but it's really not it wasn't funny while I was doing pretty much a trail of blood sweat snot because I don't just cry I have to snot (laughs) all of it the the experiences of being unboundaried and especially being unboundaried with a compassionate heart with with a desire to do good to help um not really being sure where the lines are the so both as a therapist, working as a therapist, but then also just existing as a human. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I had to, I, I don't know. Sometimes I wish I, you know how some, some of us just are really, really hungry for deeper things and other people aren't necessarily. And I always wish I was one of them, but I'm not. <laughs> it feels like it'd be so much easier, but I just had to know and I couldn't stop till I understood it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that, that hunger for it. And yeah. gosh, I mean, the way you talk about boundaries, it's like, it's, it's very layered, right? So it's not yes. just the, the boundary that you set that you articulate, but it's on a felt sense level within your own body. It's somatic. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. So that's right. When I gave your introductions for what you do, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm, no one's aware of this conversation. And we gel so well already because yeah, it's, I probably overuse the term, but I'm super metaphorical in my mind and my, my languaging, but it's, it's a bone marrow thing. Like the, my being sings for joy when I'm walking in a boundaried way, because it is boundary. And when I'm walking in an unboundaried way, it does not feel good because my being is actually boundaried and it does not feel good when I'm either in someone else's space without their consent, yeah. giving them advice that they never asked for or whatever. Yeah. And, or when I'm shrinking, I'm trying to shrink myself down to be something that I am actually not. Right. And there's a, there's a physicality to it, not just a psychology to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, when you say that, like, you know, the boundaries of giving, even like giving someone advice, even when they're not asking for it, that's something that, you know, the LGBTQ plus community is dealing with on a constant Mm -hmm. basis everybody has an opinion the government has an opinion Mm -hmm. right 
It's so bad. It is so, yeah. I think when you, when, when we see boundaries on this really deep level, then you kind of open your eyes and look back up at the cultural yeah. systems of the world. I, and you're like, ah! I know it's so bad. <laughs> and, and no wonder we all struggle with boundaries then in our individual lives and in our relationships. Yep. I mean, there, there aren't any, we are so confused about what the boundaries are. We literally think which is so mind-blowing later, but we literally think it's our business to tell somebody what gender they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? <laughs> We're like, no, no, actually what you're experiencing isn't that, it's this. Uh, we, have, we do not feel like that's grandiose. We do not feel like there's anything out of line with telling someone what it's like to live in their body mm-hmm. and, or, or to tell somebody what you can and can't do with love, like consenting adults. That is anybody's business. What? But we have no problem inserting ourselves into that space. Let me shut this out so it stops making me. <laughs> um, but it's 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 mind-boggling how we come in, in dominant culture. I think for us, it is both incredibly grandiose and then it is also incredibly fear and shame based both Mm -hmm. and all at the same time Mm -hmm. and it just is so confusing so then we march into our relationships as adults and we're like oh okay relationships I saw it in the movies I listened to a song on the radio I got this (laughs) and we are so set up for dysfunction and we're even told this dysfunction is healthy Mm -hmm. we like none of us we don't even have a fighting chance if if you happen to stumble into health I feel like in relationships and, and I love I love couples counseling I love doing it if you happen to stumble into a healthy love mm-hmm. somehow I mean go you <laughs> it's almost like you got like the roll the dice hit what not that people don't work for healthy love I'm not saying that honestly yeah there's a level of like mm. what both people want to work for healthy love yeah and they're gonna find the tools and resources and do the work to get it what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's huh. quite remarkable to find that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I'm curious like from the smallest system of a family of a couple or you know um when you're a child you're you know your parents are constantly inserting what to believe, what religious aspect you now belong to, so how you should identify. Um thankfully we're starting to push those edges more. Yes. Um, but at what age can you start having boundaries? Yeah. Um, I think that <laughs> I'm not a child development specialist, yeah. so I'm going to give you the Molly version as yeah. I know it now. That's why you're here. Doing... Good. <laughs> okay, good. Phew. Um, my, my, te- my, I have uh, young adults and teenagers and you know, they'll be the first to tell you, I don't know everything. Even though I try to tell them I do. Something. <laughs> um, I think that, that, you know, if we think about the, the, the journey all the way from start to finish, the baby is, is, um, one of my daughters just had a baby. So I'm like, oh, oh, oh. and it's so weird to be a grandma, but, um, but I love it. Oh my gosh. But this baby is in her, mm-hmm. like, you know, like there's boundaries uterus blah 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 you know right and yet there isn't but there are but there aren't Mm -hmm. and then every step thereafter you know baby comes out but like you know none when you have that baby nothing's private you know you can't take Mm -hmm. a 
piss without the baby crying. You're you're gonna literally feed it from your own fluids. There is no, you know, like nothing. If it poops, it's your business. Everything's (laughs) everything's your business, and yet it exists as an autonomous being. And yet, if you don't, you know, you're like like this little baby. She only naps in our arms, so we're all I'll just hold her, (laughs) which I do not mind. (laughs) She doesn't like it if she's not. It's so funny, Um, but it every month the boundaries shift every week the boundaries shift every year the boundaries shift and there's more there is a both a just so much that dance in adult relationships just in a little bit of a different form but there's that intimacy and that separateness and that intimacy and that separateness and both and are the truth there is both a blending, but there's also a separateness. And I think what we get wrong a lot of times is the blending is so beautiful and so lovely. And so, I mean, just, uh, I think almost like spiritual, like in that, like mystical, like what even is this? And yet, if we don't have that paired very well with the equal, equally true separateness, mm-hmm. we get ourselves in boundaries trouble. Mm. And I think that's for parents. We have to let kids go. Parents need, you know, if, if a parent can say, and this happens, I think, in the LGBTQ community a lot, you know, but I didn't raise you like that, or but that's not what I saw for you, or but that's not the name I gave you, or but that's not the, mm. none, yeah, it's none of your business. They're, they're not you. Yeah. But this, this kid gets to grow into who they are. And, and as parents, it's our job to respect and honor that, mm-hmm. not to try to put somebody back in the womb and, to, and or no, no, you're eating peaches today. Cause I, you know, like yes. it's so out of line, but they're still operating with those boundaries of those very, very early years when parents actually have a lot of yeah. authority over what and how everything happens. But that kid was always their own individual being from the get-go. Gosh, I know we're veering from relationships, but this, I, <laughs> I could talk to you about this. Gosh, that's fascinating. That conversation to me is is very fascinating because um, I was raised in a Mormon home. Mm. Um, and, and thankfully now very accepted, very loved, but um, I don't know how many, um, people, you know, that didn't have that conversation, that struggle, that disconnection or fracture, you know, for a time or still in it. Me too. Um, Yeah. And unfortunately, um, when you're in a, especially when some of your first relationships, um, you know, queer relationships, what happens is what I'm finding is it isolates the couple. A hundred percent. And it's just so sad. And then people end up in these like fully committed relationships before they know each other, Mm -hmm. all in no support. Mm -hmm. I mean, relationships are hard enough as it is, Mm -hmm. but um, that's one dynamic that I'm really seeing play out with a lot of couples I'm working with. They've been together for a year or three, they have zero support and they got married within a year. Um, but anyways. Um, no, hundred percent. I see it all the time, all yeah. the time. It is mm-hmm. such a thing. And I think especially sadly, most often, I don't know about you guys, most often it's when there's um, a more conservative or fundamentalist type of religion involved. Mm-hmm. It can be certain types of cultural stuff too, yeah. or sometimes it's both and. That's but, right it's so sad because the very thing that people turn to to help them be better humans and help them love more fully ends up becoming the thing that really yeah takes the wrecks life or yeah it makes it really really hard to thrive 
I think as a couple, yeah, we don't fit into the box. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, Molly, we sent you a list of questions and I don't think we've really asked you any. (laughs) (laughs) Ash, what do we have? What? Oh my goodness. My, one of my favorite ones. Well, one of, there are a couple of them, but one of them that I'm so curious about is the difference between a boundary kind of yeah please curve in here do it curve right yeah um the difference between a boundary and an ultimatum I I notice this come up in my work where I'll have women ask me what is the difference between the two or Mm -hmm. anatomy of it Mm -hmm. you know so often we can set a boundary and be told you know don't give me an ultimatum in a relationship yeah totally yeah what does that look like what are the differences So I love that question. My answer might be incredibly unpopular. (laughs) Just a caveat, so disagree if you want to. (laughs) So I don't think there is one. I consider them one and the same. I think, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think think they got, you know, there's like this special, some people really like to parse things out into very, very um, detailed terms and good for them. And if that works for you, great. I'm not here to, downplay anyone else's version of how they conceptualize things I do not like when things start getting really really detailed I get itchy I'm just like oh let me move and, uh, oh my gosh so, I know so because then I'm then I'm busy solving for x now I'm back to doing yes. my boundary work like okay where's x what's the formula I don't know did I get it right oh no got the right you know and I didn't even really care for math that much in the first place so I don't want to be doing that all the time in my life so what I think it is, is that there are some soft lines and there are some firm lines. Boundaries are just the lines between where I start and stop. So there are some soft lines. There's room for some, some wiggling. There's room for some adjustments. There's room for compromise in some things. Like I can think I want something and then I don't. Um, like somebody can give you a little sharp comment in the morning. You know, say say one of you wakes up on the wrong side of the bed or just isn't the morning person and the other one's like, la, 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 I love life, life. I see that. <laughs> nudge, nudge. <laughs> I know who that one is now. And so, say the other person's like, brushing teeth and just, you know, like need like two more hours before. And so... So, so maybe that wasn't the most kindest, most lovingest thing. Maybe that did kind of cross a line if you guys have both an individual and a relational boundary. If we want to operate in kindness here, we want to operate in respect in a relationship. Right. Okay, so maybe that was like, bloop, bloop, crossed over the line of disrespect, but it's a soft line because there's a context for it. It's the morning. It's not how things usually are. It's not the norm. It's not what you can expect all the time. And so for both like Ash, you can be like, you know, I should probably keep it down in the morning. I am a songbird. It's just how I am. But I'll try to do it in the kitchen, not in the bathroom, you know, two yeah. inches away from her ear. And and then Dawn, you can say like, you know, that was a little, that was a little shitty. I kind of said that right there, you know, probably heard her feelings. I forgot this is a special day for her. And here I am, you know, not cool. At her stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, Hey babe, so sorry about that. I could have been a little softer. I'm just slow to wake up in the morning and I can't do a lot of noise. And there's this conversation that can happen. That's actually beautifully boundaried out of that. So yes, a boundary was crossed, but is, is somebody an abuser? No. Is anybody wrong? No. Right. So that would be like a w- one type of boundary, but then there are some things that they're like not negotiable. And so, yeah, if someone would say, you're giving me an ultimatum. Well, yeah, I am. 
Like, <laughs> I don't want to be with you if you do that. Yeah. Like, there that's are consequences to these things. Yes. Yeah. You want to cheat. Okay. How about just not cheat? Just go, go be with other people, but I don't want to be in an open relationship. So that would be a deal breaker. Well, you're giving me an ultimatum. Yes, I am. Yeah. There's no, you know, it's not even a conversation. So this is a line where I start and stop to cross this line is really bad for me. I'm not saying it's not bad for you. I don't know what's good for you, but it's not good for me. So it's a hard line. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of people say, you know, as soon as you, you know, your boundaries involve the control of somebody outside of you, right. That's where you're kind of off limits. It's not okay to do that. Mm. Um, But yeah, I, I found myself in that position you know, during mm. the affair, while the affair was happening, um, and my ex-wife, she wanted to get away to think about some things. And mm. then she told me, Hey, I might go see, um, this person, Dawn's ex-wife. Huh. They had developed this friendship, but by this point it was clear something was going on. Yeah. Like, was off. So I, I said to her, um, I'm told I'm all for you going, uh, I want you to get the space that you need, the support that you need, but you know, H Don's ex-wife uh, <laughs> is that's a boundary for me. I'm not okay. If yeah. you see her, I'm not okay. If you spend time with her with where our marriage is at right now. Um, yeah. And she quickly shot back. So you're giving me an ultimatum. That's not oh. a boundary. That's an ultimatum. <laughs> no, that was actually a boundary. And it also was an ultimatum. Yeah. And that's yeah. okay. And both. <laughs> firm line. There's a firm line. Yeah. Boundaries you know, it was a firm line. There's a difference. There's, you think of a tree and a leaf. Those are the, the edges of the, the tree trunk. That's a boundary. The edges of the leaf, that's a boundary. One's soft. One's like, you're going to feel it if you walk into it. Yeah. Just how it is. Yeah. Just how it is. Yeah. You know, um, what's you? I'm losing my, where I'm going. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We can slow down. Shoot. We're going, we're going all over and it's great. <laughs> COVID brain. Oh, One thing that, um, you know, in the work I do with couples is I'm trying to get them into an equal, mutual, and fair relationship where there's not this parent-child dynamic um, where it's not one person um, Mm over-functioning and under-functioning. And in that, sometimes I see this dynamic where one person uses boundaries to, to remain in a position of control. Oh, so true. how do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I have some opinions. <laughs> <laughs> I have them about everything. <laughs> so anyways, so keeping in mind again, I, you know, there's so many different nuances and contexts, but speaking very generally, first of all, sometimes somebody will use a healthy concept to abuse, but I want to, mm. a lot of times it's totally unintentional. That's the thing. Sometimes you know, sometimes there is a predatory, aha, I'm going to take this concept. And that, that'll be with anything, not just psychological terms, spiritual terms, anything, you know, can be used as a tool of abuse. A lot of times I find that um, the person with more authority, who's taking up more space in the relationship, they're doing it unconsciously. They don't actually know. They really do think that's where the boundaries are. They really do. They are operating in a place of here, this is the space and it's mine. And you're here to accommodate me. Mm. And the relationship's been happening like that for so long. It is the way of it. And it actually feels offensive when the the person who's kind of occupying the smaller space sort of steps up. It actually feels like, so the person who's taking up all the space actually feels like they're being abused. Like they are being pushed and bullied 
And it's, so it's such a funny, it, it, it's one of the benefits of having that third person on the outside looking on with objective eyes because yeah. you can't really see it when you're in the thick of it. Right. And I work mostly with, well, not in therapy work, but in the eight-week boundaries program that I do, it's very much with the compassionate-hearted person who is so willing to give up space. Oh, you want space? Here, have some space. I'll give you some space. You know, and it is, yes. Yeah. Mm, It's hard for us to start stepping up and saying, no, actually that's my space too. When you're going to get pushback and the person, so, so, so it, it kind of depends. It depends on which side of the line somebody is. Some people kind of err on taking too much because they don't know where the boundaries are. So I want to give them grace and say, hey, if you don't know where the boundaries are mm-hmm. and your, your genetics, your, your personality style leans towards, hey, when in doubt, take it. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. probably going to be overstepping and you probably are going to need some help learning how to step back. And it will not feel good when you're learning it. You actually are going to be losing. Mm-hmm. You, you ha- but you had more than your fair share and it's actually causing harm to you, mm-hmm. but you're not feeling the pain of it. Your person's feeling the most pain of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's something um, my, my, my approach is more of a coaching perspective. So I actually have them face each other and not me when we're doing the work. Um, ooh, cool. So they learn to read those cues, you know. So when I pick up on something in their partner's body, when they take that control, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, ooh, I, I said, that. did you notice that? What just happened there? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. It's love a, that. A movement kind of awareness frame by frame right? So they can pick up on like, uh, and if they push, if they continue it, I'll kind of bring it back. Like, how's that? What's that doing for you when you do that? Is that, that. you know, so um, learning, I mean, this is really helpful for me because I'm learning like uh, how to introduce that time for boundaries that are new for Mm -hmm. them when they, it's not intentional, you know, they're unaware, like you said. It's such a relief, I think, for people to hear that because sometimes like, Gosh, I love, I mean, I'm part of it, but I love social medias. um, All of the, like, like Instagram is like a goldmine of really, really cool stuff. Just Like people just create it and you can just, you know, eat it right up. But the downside of that is when we don't get that, that more nuanced person to person work is we get these little sound bites, right? And the sound bites come in and we apply them the way we think we, they, what we think they mean. And so and we don't even realize that kind of the nuances of what's going on in the relationship because we're just, we don't have clarity about it. And I love how you say, you know, there's just something about actually meeting with somebody who can see it from the outside. Mm-hmm. We're, in the, we're in the trees. We need someone who can see the forest, help us in these trees. Mm-hmm. We need that outside yeah. eye a lot of times. I, well, we don't need it. I think we can do it on our own a lot of times in 10 years with a lot of crying, <laughs> you know? So like, I'm just a fan of like, oh, do you, you have something I need? Okay, let me get it. Uh, uh, like, <laughs> like, let's uh, conserve, you know, I, I've only got this many more years left of my life and I really don't want to mm-hmm. spend it learning this lesson. Right. Oh, I can do it now, please. Let's do it now. Let's get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> With a happier life. Yeah. I know, why not? I love that. Yeah. Can you, what kind of boundaries do you feel like you can have within a marriage? Mm. Um, well, because of the, the way I understand boundaries, I don't think you can have much of a marriage. I don't think you can have any relationship without them. <laughs> Not a connective one. Or a committed again, relationship, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, there has to be this um, starting place and stopping place. But for me, I think to me, boundaries are very much honor self and honor the other. Mm-hmm. And so when you choose to be in a marriage, you're choosing to kind of join together. I, I think of it a lot of times as like oxen hitched to a plow, sort of like you're choosing to do this journey through life together. You're choosing to carry the the load together and you're choosing to be companions on this journey mm-hmm. and so that means there are times when one will over function and one will under function if sure. you know so if someone needs a little extra help or, or someone's got a sh- sore shoulder or her ankle you're walking together so you both have way more power on your walk but sometimes it does slow you down a bit when stuff happens mm-hmm. um and we can't if you mistakenly think the other person is you then you can't adjust and be that kind, caring partner when they need you to be and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You're going to, if we don't remember that we're two separate people, we're going to be all up in each other's business. It's like, it's that dance. We have to have that dance of intimacy yep. and, and separateness. Mm-hmm. I and think, that, well, and it's, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead, please. I think having that separateness and recognizing that separateness is honoring of your own self. Like being yes. able to have that. Oh, Bingo. Far away. Yeah. Bingo. I often get far away from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a voice. Just a boundary. <laughs> but yeah, it's this honoring of the self and in mm-hmm. getting to to recognize that separation. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the couple. But you can't, you know, we get so intimate that uh, uh, what I see a lot of times in, in marriages as they have become unhappy, nobody's unhappy at first, usually, you know, at first it's like, oh, right. but the thing is at first, what is it at first? It's a celebration of intimacy. Like I found this person and they get me and there's this celebration of the intimacy and then comes, and you guys know this, then comes the, wait, wait, what? You're a separate person? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hold up. This wasn't what it felt like in the first month. Uh-huh. So actually and then and what can happen as a power struggle but what does it mean that we're separate what does it mean that we we're both intimate and that you were also separate and ex- kind of exactly what you said don where it is like the ideal is we become two separate equals choosing how we're going to uniquely in our context join but it's not but what we end up doing is we end up fighting the separateness and telling the other person how they need to be and who, who, what they need to think and how they need to think and what they need to feel and how our experience is actually the experience and your experience is not the experience. Yeah. Fighting over whose oh. version of the thing is right. You know, there's oh. like every, every fight right. ever. Right. right? No, it's, it's my way. way. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, well, both people just wanting to be heard. Yeah. Right. Right. We find our, I think we find our peace and our joy when we, when we, if we can reach that space where we both I mean, you know, things about the other person that nobody else knows. There's that intimacy. I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about on every level. There's this intimacy that you would want to have there for a really, really healthy relationship, but also this great, almost a sacred honoring of the separateness. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we don't, in my mind, it almost sounds like talking to kids, but I, I swear, I think we need to talk to ourselves like kids sometimes. Um, yeah, it's having, yeah, good. It's having good manners. It's having yeah. good manners. Yeah. Don't treat your partner worse than you treat the person at the checkout in the supermarket. You know, yeah. good manners are required, and we can have those if we remember that they're separate. Yeah, they're their own autonomous being, even when we're mad at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love. I love. think that. 
yeah, defining that is so important. Um, and I think that's why we end up with such, you know, all these unmet expectations without mm-hmm. within a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you listen to much Esther Perel. Um, I love her. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Not, not lately. Cause I'm so busy. Yeah. <laughs> I made better boundaries for work. This, the boundaries thing is going so well, but I'm busy kind of scrambling, getting, yeah. getting my calendars organized enough to have a little time to breathe. But I love her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, she, she talks a lot about like, you can be right or you can be married. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, with the work with the couples that I'm trying to do, um, it, and it feels foreign to people, is that if you enter a fight and you're trying to prove your partner wrong, you've lost. Yep. But you mm-hmm. you have to, I try to show them like, how can you take care of yourself and your partner at the same time? Mm-hmm. But we end up either over giving of ourselves, abandoning our sense of self, you know, or dropping our partner. And that's when those attachment, you know, does that make sense? Oh, hundred yeah. percent. That the, you're talking about boundaries to me, or that's the word I use for that yeah. is mm-hmm. we have to honor self and honor the other in the fight. Yeah. We have to walk yeah. that way. Yeah. To me, boundaries are a practice, a way, a sure. way of being not a thing. Mm-hmm. And so if I am dishonoring you while I'm trying to get myself honored, I'm out of line. Oh, I just crossed my own lines. Wow. That's really good, Molly. Yeah, it's a, I like the, uh, it's a practice mm-hmm. that we do daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's so many spots in here that I want to do like an audiogram. Having questions pop up too throughout oh, this. And I'm like, no, 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 yeah. I'm just so, I'm listening uh, and taking it uh, all. Well, I'm so glad. Don't ask me to repeat anything because I don't even know what I said. <laughs> Various rambles. I'm glad some of them are, are, are hitting home. <laughs> so when you are in a relationship, a monogamous relationship, we'll say, um, how do you know when it's time to set a boundary with your partner? Right. Mm. I think we kind of come in and we have our own boundaries for ourselves that we're aware of, but in relationship with somebody, what's the flag that says a boundary is needed here? Yeah. such a, I love that question. Um, mm. I would say most often <laughs> the answer is not a sweet one, but it's really, really helpful when we start understanding what these feelings are trying to tell us. Usually it is frustration or resentment. So usually there's frustration, there's resentment, there's anger, there's irritation. And that is always a signal to take a look and see what's going on with the, with the lines. Um, and honestly, the thing is, see, here's what, here's where <laughs> it gets, um, <laughs> hold on, let me get behind my pulpit. I have some opinions here. The thing is, is some, some, some of the, the, the ways of doing boundaries are like, now you set your boundary. But see, I don't actually agree with that. I think that's when we drop in and see what's happening because sometimes we're the one who's crossing the boundary and there isn't even a conversation needed. So sometimes it's like the way you breathe when you <laughs> eat, I hate it and you need to stop it, you know? And okay, who's crossing the boundary line? They breathe when they eat, not my business. If I don't like it, move. Like what the hell do we think that that's our business telling somebody the way you breathe is wrong. Like it just, it like we're crossing the lines there. So sometimes when we drop in, we're like, uh, okay. 
but sometimes when we drop in, we're like, you know, this is actually really hurting my feelings, or this is really hard for me, or I really don't like it. I'm really uncomfortable with this. And then in my opinion, in a healthy relationship, we bring that information to our person and we have a boundary conversation. So we don't set a boundary on a relationship thing. I'm talking about soft boundaries here, not super firm ones like don't cheat, but um, we, we bring it to the person and say, I'm noticing that I'm getting really frustrated about this and this and this, and I don't think you're meaning to even do anything, but it's really coming up a lot for me. So I'm, I wanted to come up with a different type of uh, way of handling this or a different type of solution. So we both feel good about it because right now I'm not feeling good. And we assume positive intent from the get-go because they don't even know about it yet. Mm-hmm. How do we know? I mean, if they tell you, yeah, and I knew that and I was trying to piss you off. <laughs> okay, now maybe set a firm boundary. Right relationship. Yeah, A, maybe it's not the right relationship, but B, okay, now you just set a boundary and don't try to talk to them about it because they're not in, they're not in a space for talking and you need to just take care of you. But I think in a healthy relationship or healthy-ish, as long as you're with somebody who is trying to love you and trying to love themselves, mm-hmm. then- it's the beginning, that resentment, that frustration, that irritation, just we, we need to consider that that's the beginning of a boundary conversation and we'll come up with a way. We might have to try a thing or two or three before we find it, mm-hmm. but it is our goal as a, in, a, in a relationship to honor self and honor the other. So there's a way, we just haven't found it yet. Yeah. Not as good. The, the um, frame that I think of is agreements within a relationship. I like that. Like, uh, I kind of, I use the example of like a guardrail that keeps you safe. Like what can we come up with together? Like if a couple tells me uh, we're monogamous um, and I say, why is that? Like, tell me like, um, and I really challenge them to get them to tell me why it's good for themselves and for their relationship. Right. Can it be good for one person? Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that too. Like, well, and because there's all sorts of different types of relationships. Somebody can be poly. Somebody can Absolutely. be open. Yeah. And 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 or though, the deal is honor self and honor the other. So if one person is pushing poly on yeah. another person who's dying inside, mm-hmm. probably a problem. There's a boundary problem happening. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We actually had a funny. Um, a funny interaction in the very beginning, probably one of the first mm-hmm. ones around like, um, I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? I'm watching you guys look at each other. I'm like, oh, it's going to be good. But I'm like <laughs> checking in on my, no, we I saw that. <laughs> we, we talked about it before. Oh, is this my armpit hair? Ash likes my armpit hair. <laughs> armpit hair. Oh, uh-huh. Um, and to me, like raised in the culture that I was raised in, that's not feminine. You know, uh, right. this is my own upbringing, my own bullshit that I carry that I put mm-hmm. on her, mm-hmm. you know, and she was like, look, Dawn, this is my body. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't a deal breaker conversation at yeah. all, but it was something yeah. that was internally like we were going to my sister's wedding and she wears oh, these yeah. beautiful feminine pieces and her, she's got like hair in her armpit. So I was like, fuck Ash. Like, <laughs> to expand your idea of what it means to be feminine. So and for me, it's armpit hair. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up in this, like, I loved it. It was yeah. just like this, like, we went back and forth with it, but I was putting that on her. You need to make me feel comfortable and change yeah. your body. And I knew that I was wrong and I still struggled with it. 
I still, but um, I, th I think I challenged you with yeah. it. What does it mean about you? If you're, Ooh, there you go. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I asked you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that boundary conversation. I love that's such a good example because again, so I'm actually with you, Ash, by the way, but <laughs> I know that doesn't matter. It's irrelevant, but, um, but it's that boundary conversation. I think that's what gets lost in, um, again, it's, I, it's such a joy to work with people on these, on these things and show them how, because it's, Again, we get kind of like, I have to set a boundary. So so you could have easily been like, nope, it's a boundary for me. And then Ash can be like, nope, that was a boundary for me. And and there's no actual conversation. And when you're having a boundaried conversation, to me, that boundary line is honor self, honor the other. So I want to wrestle through this with you, but I want to do so in a way that honors you. If I find out I'm wrong on something, I'm going to apologize. If I find out I am overstepping, you will hear it from me first. Um but I don't like this and I'm having feelings about it. So I'm not just going to shove it down and go to the wedding and hate right. my life the whole entire time, right. <laughs> you know, and just wish, you know, so, so you, you bring in, in a safe and healthy enough relationship. And notice I said healthy enough because whoever gets there, but healthy enough, you know, it's, everyone has a good faith. Everyone is trying. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, I think. And it creates What's funny is the disagreement itself, the conflict itself can actually create so much more emotional intimacy than not having had it at all. Because in the process of it, you realize, hey, we can wrestle through these things together. And hey, she uh, loves me. Hey, she loves me. And no matter what. And when one of us realizes, oh, my preference here is outranked by the fact that it is your body. So it's fine to have your preference, right? But it's her body. Yeah, so it outranks it. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, okay, I'm going to adjust then. I need to compromise this one because it is outranked. Mm. Yeah. And, and I'm going to honor that. Your right to do what you wish with your body outranks my own cultural upbringing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that's a power, that's powerful stuff. And then you, so you walk out of there celebrating you and your coupleness yeah. and the partnership that you have. And you know that, hey, we can do hard things together. Yeah. That is an ultimate, that's a boundary conversation that results in yeah. beautiful. I love, I love that. I, I think that when you get to that point where you each have a different, like, I think what you said, like her body outranked my discomfort in that aspect. Yes. Um, and then with some things like we bargain mm -hmm. that I find to be helpful. Mm -hmm. And, and she's like, I am not shaving my hair. And I said, okay, I don't want you to ultimately I would have felt bad if, if yeah, right. and, um, yeah. and so she's like, what if we trim it? <laughs> I love that. That was sweet, though. That was really sweet. I was like, let me come forward to here, but without compromising myself. In yeah. 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 And it was like instant relief. Like, wow. So cool. Yeah. It was. <laughs> this is a silly so example, but yeah. I think these little things can become so big mm -hmm. so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's the principles, the boundary. What I find is that the principles are the same on the small and the big. The principles mm -hmm. are the same in the yes. little thing and the big thing. So if you are, if you're following those honor self, honor others in the little things, you'll, you'll have it for the big things. Mm -hmm. But what we often think is the little things don't matter. That doesn't matter. So we get these really, really bad habits of dishonoring either ourselves or the other person. Mm -hmm. And that only leads to one place, no matter what, even if it seems like it's a little dumb stuff. So it's, it's a cultivate again, to me, yeah. boundaries are a practice. They are a way. So it is a way, almost like a spiritual practice in a way uh, where I want to walk in a way, love self, love the other, honor self, honor the other. And, and when I'm out of alignment with that, I want to pop myself back in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And you're so right. You know, if we're dishonoring in these small things, why in the world would we assume that we would be honoring in any way in the bigger things when we're activated and just feel like we can't handle anything, right? It's made me, like, literally, this is kind of funny or maybe not relevant, but like, it's really actually even made me really evaluate what kind of things I'm going to even say on the internet. Like sometimes there's some political stuff and Jennifer is a <laughs> you know, and I want to say some things, about this thing. you know, not anywhere big, but a friend posts this meme and I'm like, yeah, they're assholes and I hate them all. And, and I, you know, you feel them some feelings and we, even when people are taking away our rights, those kinds of things and right. it's really made me and this isn't for everybody but it's made me really like wait a minute molly this is a practice this is a way and if i am planting seeds of contempt if i am allowing contempt here then it's going to start growing everywhere it's like a weed so how can i say what i want to say and express my feelings the way i want to express them but i don't need to dishonor anybody for there to be a thing that's true mm-hmm. truth doesn't require dishonoring of any other human i don't need to say some you know you think about those comments that we just say so easily, like they're such a waste of space. I don't even know why they exist, mm. just, you know? And like, I think we have on a wider front, a culture so with dishonor so deeply embedded, you have earned honor only and you earn it by either A, magically being born into it. Mm. Like, you know, you're straight, you're white, you're whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, you, so you, you earn it by not actually earning it. I just got the right genetic combo in class and whatever the heck else, or, or you earn it, but it can be taken away from you at any moment. That's how we, that's how we think of and conceptualize honor really in dominant culture is that eh, I'll give it to you if I feel that you have earned it and the rest of us are all chasing it. And I don't want to play. It, it's, I don't want to play that game. I don't want to do that in myself. And I don't want to do that in the way I walk in the world. Yeah. Honor boundaries a place of like limited, like a limited space of honor. There's no hmm. limit to it. I, it's make, it's just makes me, I, I'm continually, I feel like this continually deepens in me. Like, wait, even as I fight for rights, I, now this is not for everybody. And you can't do this when you're in fight or flight, by the way. So if somebody's like coming at you for your rights in that moment, good Lord, yeah. just defend yourself, please. Right. Um, but when, when my whole brain is on and it's not a current, like a full on attack at that moment, I, and I'm not in fight or flight, then I, the truth does not need me to dishonor anybody for it to be true. So why am I dishonoring anybody while I fight for truth? Mm-hmm. Honor does not need me to, it is, it's, if I dishonor while fighting for honor, what the hell, what am I even doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as I fight for the mm-hmm. dignity of all of my fellow humans humans I want to do so in a way that shows dignity for all of my fellow yeah I um, mean I like what you say and that does not mean I'm going to vote for what you're saying and that does not mean you know, I will actively work against that policy or that thing you're doing but you my friend you are a human with dignity even if you can't see it even if you're behaving in a, in a horrible way god Molly that's, that's so beautiful. well said thanks for sharing that yeah I know I know so well said god um I feel like I just need to sit with that for a second I know I feel like my mouth's open Okay, kind words. Um, well, it's so nice to this that energy you guys have in this space. Just it, 
it's nice to be able to be in a space where these deep, deep, deep truths can just be so casually explored. Yeah. This, is some, this is stuff you can't really talk about and we should this is the real this is the oh. stuff this is the stuff of the stuff that's right that's, yeah yes. that's why I love podcasts <laughs> yes <laughs> we can. um okay do you have time for just a couple more questions yes I do okay. I know I just looked at the clock too uh, how did it happen we want to make your... sure we we honor your time here yeah. Molly yeah no, you have 10 fine. minutes yep you got it or less Okay. Um, okay. So I'm curious, like, what are signs that you start to see in a relationship um, when there are no boundaries? Like, as far as the quality of life goes within the, um, I'm thinking within the structure of a pair, you know, yeah. when there's no relation, no boundaries between the two, how does that, what do you start seeing? What are the signs that you start seeing that you would imagine to see? I think there's, there's a lot of different nuances and, and context, but I think there's two main ways this shows up. Um, one is when one person's taking up most of the space and the other person isn't. Mm -hmm. And in that one, what's funny is the person who's taking up most of the space won't be the one complaining. They're fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like life's pretty good for them. <laughs> yeah. One person is feeling the pain of the dysfunction. They're getting all the pain and the other person isn't. Mm -hmm. And so, and sadly, when the, the disempowered person who's feeling all the pain says, ouch, the voice is small. They're not taken seriously anyways. They forgot that they have any authority. Mm -hmm. And so that create that's its own type of uh, a struggle. And I don't know if that one really cleans up very well on its own. I think that one usually needs help mm -hmm. um, because, because the, the person with all the power has all the power and they're fine. Mm -hmm. right. So unless that 1% of the time, if they do have, if this was completely unintentional mm -hmm. and they really do love their person and the person finally says, ouch, and they didn't, every once in a while that can really turn around. But most of the time that needs that third party or yeah. a class or a program or something. And, and the answer for that one is very much in that smaller person empowering themselves one way or another. They have mm -hmm. to learn that they have authority and that it's okay that they're yeah. hurting. Yeah. They're carrying all the pain. They need to get the pain needs to be shared. Yes. Yeah, I, I so that resonates with me so deeply because I lived that experience through, you know, moving through my mm -hmm. last marriage and mm -hmm. not having a voice, not, not feeling comfortable with taking up space or even knowing just what to say, like what, what is or isn't okay. You know, at the end of the day, I was <sighs> terrified I would lose connection. You know, I yeah, lose yeah. this person who I love so, so much, but once I got out of that relationship, I was able, I was able to see that clearly become embodied, mm -hmm. be able to have that conversation with myself and check in what feels right and what doesn't. Ooh. But I mean, man, it took some serious work to get, it took going through something that was just devastating for me to be able to find that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of the women in my mm -hmm. um, boundaries program are in that position. And it's, it, for many, it has been 10 20 years yes. of it and they because it's amazing how long we can stay and suffer I think when yes. we're compassionately hearted and we're connected and we're loyal we're like I'm going down with a sinking ship hey so I'm not happy but you're happy okay I'll find a way to be happy don't worry it must be my fault yes you know be my fault wow yes wow yes <laughs> that's that's one of the big yes. ones <laughs> yeah we can talk about this for a whole another we can talk about this for weeks we gotta um, have you back here Molly yeah. I still, we gotta do this. <laughs> the other one is often 
too, so this is the other most common one where it's, and it's just simply two enmeshed people who both have no idea, nobody's trying to hurt, but there's no lines of where, where one starts and stops. Yeah. And so it's almost like equal opportunity offender, but nobody's trying to offend. And both people feel very abused by the other without realizing they're doing the same stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone's busy arguing over who should be thinking what and who should be feeling what and who's in what space and how somebody should change and what this should happen. And I think that sometimes, again, both people that can change that has a more likely there's a more likely chance of that possibly making it Mm -hmm. but both people have to be very willing to right to do that work yeah either way there's work that's the thing either way there's work but it's not the relationships it is the relationships fault in one sense but it's also not relationships bring out where Mm -hmm. we don't know where we start and stop, like nothing else. Mm-hmm. You do, you still didn't know where you started and stopped before the relationship, but you want to, you want to really fast track on figuring out where your boundary problems are, get in a relationship. It will tell you. Honestly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And if you're, if you're willing to do the work, then you'll find them. That's why relationships can be such a beautiful, powerful catalyst for love for, isn't it funny how the connection itself can actually be a joyous celebration of independence because mm. you find yourself by learning where you start and stop and by honoring the other. That's yeah. the ideal, but yeah. that's not, that's not how it always goes. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, this idea that I'm trying to teach couples is like there's an independence and an interdependence. Very much. Yeah. And the difference is so confusing to people yeah. that that new concept, like trying to show them what this looks like. Um, yeah. but it's so like that there's the self and then, and then each other. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, gosh, there's so many things that I want to talk to you about, but I think <laughs> we can wrap it up here. Um, Molly, can you tell just briefly what you do, what you offer as far as your work goes so if people yeah, can find yeah. Well, I just got, um, so I, I was primarily working as a, I've had this idea for boundaries work for a long time. And I, I used to do like a boundaries group and, and stuff like that. And I, I, I wanted to do something more with it. And I, I would work with people. I love doing trauma work as a therapist. And I just mm-hmm. think, ah, oh, I really want to do some educational stuff, but I can't, I'm busy being a therapist and uh, kind of started poking around trying to find something I could send people to. And I, I, it's kind of a long combination of things, but partly just, ah, no, I know exactly what I want. I'm just going to make it myself. Mm-hmm. And it's so in my heart, I, I love this stuff because of how it is actually a practice, not just a thing. Yeah. It is it is like, it's revolutionary. This could change the world. Well, there's a lot of good things that could change the world, but it could change the world. It's right. part of it. <laughs> like, part of it. Yeah. yeah. Double rainbows. I feel like <laughs> but so I made it and I, I knew exactly how I wanted it to go. I know I, and I um, hesitatingly, um, like literally peeing my pants, put it out there into the world last at the end of last June. So this is actually about the one year anniversary of it. And somebody like called to want to do it. And I was like, you do? (laughs) I I just hadn't ever taken, I knew it, I knew it was gorgeous and beautiful in real life. I wasn't really sure how it's going to work online and how, you know, um, and in, I've been able to work with these women from all over the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, and watching the lights turn on so this eight week thing is about midway through or sometime after that it's just there's like a glow 
a shift, the tectonic plates have moved, nothing will ever be the same. Yeah. And I literally get off of these little small group calls and I'm like, I love my life. <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. Uh, wow. Oh, beautiful. Well, we have all your contact info. I believe that where everyone can find you. Um, and your Instagram handle is what? Why don't you just at boundary bootcamp on Instagram and I'm at uh, wild goose counseling on Facebook. Okay. Yes. And, and are you taking on new, new clients currently? <laughs> I'm uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> my wait list is like two years long. I'm actually, I, in order to try to create mm. space, I'm kind of focusing more on this boundaries program now and really starting to narrow down my time with one-on-one stuff because I just, otherwise I just, Molly works 24 seven while talking about boundaries, while not having any work. So I'm working on that. I looked up and I'm like, oops, I think that I now have two full-time jobs. This is supposed to be just a sidekick thing. Oopsies. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, sh- I'm reshuffling that around. Um, but it's, it's just, it's truly a joy. I wish I could offer it. Boundaries aren't just for women. So for any of your yeah. listeners, I mean, yeah. this is really not for women. It's for everybody. Yeah. It works for everybody. I just am one little person. I do. I have, I have some amazing people who do help me, but um, I, I still only have time just for small women. <laughs> so someday I would really like to open this up, but I can't yet. I love, yeah. it. I love it. I love that. Yeah. We'll have all of your contact, how, how yes. anyone can find you in the show notes. Yeah. And we want to have you back, Molly. It was so much fun talking to you guys. There's definitely a resonance. Yeah. Oh, I I feel it. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. (laughs) We're so glad that you joined us for today's conversation. If you and your partner want to apply to be a guest on the show for one of our mini couple sessions, or if a part of you connected with today's episode and you would like more info on how to work with us directly, you can find us on Instagram at Donna Noble. That's at D-A-W-N-A-N-O-B-L-E and at Ash France Coaching. And that's France, just like the country. Queer Couples Coaching is produced by Media Machine. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach and support more queer relationships. We'll see you next time on Queer Couples Conversations. And in the meantime, take care of each other.